This is Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. Stay up to date with high school athletics up and down the Red River Valley. Here's your host, Chase Miller. It's mid-September. We're starting to find out who the haves, who is right in the middle, and a whole lot more across high school athletics across the state of North Dakota. Welcome to another edition of Prep Spotlight here on 740thefan.com. A little volleyball talk tonight with Fargo Davies head coach, that is Missy Wilson. Her Eagles are 11-0 on the season, 5-0 in EDC conference play. They only have one senior on this year's team and a loaded stack junior class. We'll touch base with Missy Wilson on their upcoming volleyball match on Thursday night at West Fargo Cheyenne. The only other in-conference team that's unbeaten. Both teams are 5-0 in EDC play. Davies at Cheyenne on Thursday night. Coming up around the corner, we'll talk with Missy Wilson, head volleyball coach for the Fargo Davies Eagles. Across high school football in the state of Minnesota, a number of area teams in the top 10 in their respective classes. In Class 4A, Detroit Lakes currently at number 4. In Class 3A, Perm and Park Rapids in the top 10. Class 2A, Barnesville at number four, and Breckenridge at number eight. In Class A, Ada Borup is currently number seven. And then you have Monoman Wobbin, the Nighthawks, in their first year of their co-op. They're currently at number two. So we'll continue to keep our eyes apprised to a little bit of the state of Minnesota and, of course, the state of North Dakota. But let's get to some matchups across our Midwest Radio properties on Friday night on 740 The Fan. Fargo North and Fargo South. Fargo South is 16-1. and I'll say it again. 16-1 and in their last 17 matchups with the Fargo North Spartans. Fargo North last win, 2011 against Fargo South. We'll have the matchup for you. It's homecoming night on the north side for the Spartans at 6 o'clock. Uh, Fargo South at Fargo North on 740 The Fan. But we're going to get to Troy Mather coming up here shortly as Troy, the head coach for Fargo Shanley, the Deacons, are second-ranked in Class 2A, going up against the third-ranked, Central Cavs Squirrels. Both teams 3-0 so far on the season. And Troy now joins us here on Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. And Troy, we kind of mentioned it right there, how big of a matchup this game is going to be with the Squirrels. We'll get to that in a, lim- in a little moment. But first, uh, let's just start with the second season as the head coach for the Deacons. How's everything been going for year number two within that program? And I'm sure now the upperclassmen can teach the younger guys kind of what the coaching staff and what your motto is as the season progresses. No question that year two has been a lot more smooth than year one. Just because year one, you're implementing everything, and it's new to all the kids. And just being able to have a year under their belt has made a huge difference. And we're playing a lot faster. We're, our practices go a lot smoother just because of, of the way the install goes. And, and I think it was indicative, too, of this summer. We were able to, to get a little more advanced in our playbook on both sides of the ball. So, yeah, there's no question. I think that anybody that's ever ran a program that year two is always better than year one. And the great thing is we have great kids that, that are respond, are coachable, and uh, have, have bought into what we're doing. So just from an aspect of, of the culture, too, it's just been so much more smooth um, this second year. And not like we had a lot of hiccups in year one, but uh, I think year two has definitely went a lot more smooth. Anybody who has studied the state of high school football in North Dakota knows there's a big tradition for Fargo-Shanley football. And one thing I've seen on social media is, is Troy, is that you brought former players back and talked to the team this year. So, A, how did you kind of come up with that to bring former Deacons that played maybe whether it was 10 years ago or 30 years ago? And what does it mean to pass down that Deacon tradition for the guys coming up through the program this season and for seasons uh, to come? Yeah, we feel tradition is the backbone of our program. You know, we wouldn't be here today as Chanley Football Deacons if we didn't have the, the history and the legacy that was built long before us. And, and we always tell our kids that we're just one small chapter in this big book. And, and obviously, it's a pretty exciting book that's got a lot of tradition and history. And, 
And we want to make sure we keep that tradition alive generationally with, you know, because we have a lot of kids that have uncles that play, dads that play, grandfathers that play. And that's very impactful on our kids. And so anytime you can bring back guys and players that had success in the program and they can tell their story and our kids can live that out and understand that, again, it's not about them. It's a, it's a much, bigger picture, much bigger picture than themselves. And, and to have the opportunity to, to hear all those stories and successes that were built back in the 70s and 80s is, is truly remarkable. I mean, we have guys visiting us that didn't lose a football game from fourth grade on. It's just, uh, it's just things that are are pretty neat to hear and just the way they did it, the blueprint they did it. And it, it's just, it's really good to bring that into our culture and just understand that the scope of Shanley football is a lot bigger than just the 2018 team. And probably Troy too, uh, the name on the football field, right? Sid Sitchie, that probably goes a long way, I would say. It does. And, and you know, the history was built because of Coach Sitchie and all the players that played under him. And, and ironically, we had the 1967 team that just got inducted into the Shanley Hall of Fame. So we had a lot of those players back speaking which, you know, obviously speaks speaks fondly of what Coach Stitchy did and, and all the remarkable things that were accomplished during that era. And just keeping that legacy alive, like I said before, and keeping everything alive that, that Shanley football is. And as we transition into AAA next year, we want to make sure that we're, we're kind of following truly a blueprint that was built back then that we're not going to be the biggest school, we're not going to have the biggest rosters, we're not going to have the most seniors, juniors, and so on. But we have the right kids that we think we can compete, can compete on a smaller scale uh, in terms of athleticism, and and that's kind of what the blueprint was for Sid Sitchi, and we're hoping to bring that to life as we continue to build our program up to that AAA level. We'll get to the game with Central Cast here in a moment, Troy, but you brought something up going back to 3A next year, and you're a former Fargo South Bruin who the uh, Bruins in the EDC being in Class 3A, so now that you're about a year and a half with Fargo Shanley in Class 2A, how much difference would you say is there from the 3A level to the 2A level in the state of North Dakota? And I know in years prior, sometimes the 2A, 3A teams might have matched up where Fargo Shanley played Fargo North, or some teams out west might play some other uh, 3A teams. But competitive level, what's the biggest difference or similarity between the two classes? You know, I think looking at just Shanley specifically, it's it's definitely a situation where we looked at within our program and is this the right choice just for Fargo Shanley and not just the landscape of, of 2A football. But we thought moving forward, where our program is at and where our feeder teams are at and our youth and our in our numbers where we have from fourth grade on. We just looked at the whole scope of things in the big picture and we felt collectively as a staff, you know, and most of the staff was at Fargo South with me, so we have that continuity and all of us have that understanding of triple of A and, and there's no doubt that our program will will be just fine in triple A, especially with the landscape and how it's changed over the recent years with all the school splitting and the opportunity of possibly West Fargo splitting again. And it's it's just not the big schools, so to speak, like it used to be. Um, there's still a few out west, but uh, for the most part, it's you know it's really balanced itself out. So in terms of numbers, I think we're going to be there. And, and, but again, it's not about solely solely so much about the numbers, but it's the quality of kids that we have in our program, not only this year but in years to come. So we're confident in the move. And again, a big part of that is is being able to play seven of our nine games in Fargo for our fan base and just kind of align our football program with what we do with the rest of our sports and playing all those in the EDC. So, again, it's a great opportunity for us, and uh, and we're excited for the opportunity and, uh, and, and the opportunity to move to AAA. 
Fargo Shanley head football coach Troy Mather with us here on Prep Spotlight. Troy, there's a lot of guys that we can probably single out on this year's team uh, that have made an impact on your 3-0 start so far. Your defense with back-to-back shutouts against Watford City and Grafton. You get a nail-biting win out in the Buffalo City against the Jamestown Blue Jays to start the year. But let's start with maybe a guy that is going to the University of North Dakota, Haley Buchholz. What does he do to your team both on an offense and defensive standpoint? And I could probably say, Troy, if you and I had to play a relay against Haley Buchholz, Buckholz in a 100-meter dash, he would probably still win between the both of us. <laughs> I, I would agree there, yeah. He would probably be finished before I'm even getting out of the block. But <laughs> he, is, he is truly a special, special player, no doubt, and he's been a staple of our program for, for the last four years, and, and now he's a senior and become more of a leader. And just, But he's just one of those athletic kids that you can put anywhere on the field in any position, and, and he's just such a coachable kid, a likable kid, and, and it doesn't matter what it is, he's going to go 100%. And, and he just makes everybody around him better. And if you ever want somebody out of a football player, it, it's truly that. It's those characteristics that not only make yourself good, but make everybody else around you better. And, and there's no, that, no doubt that he's done that. But again, he's, he's one of many this year that have that speed and, and athleticism. So he's got a pretty good surrounding cast that he's able to put himself around. And, and again, it comes down to those kids that have bought into what we're trying to do at Shanley, and they bought into the culture and the expectations that we're trying to do as a program and like we tell them you know this is their legacy going back to talking about the former deacon players and teams that always come back you know let's create our own let's make it let's make it a new chapter in the book and something special because again it's uh we don't have a lot to talk about right now in terms of state championships just because of what's been accomplished by st mary's over this last decade so we we still have some room to to close that gap and again it's st mary's state until somebody else tells us differently and we're just going to keep moving towards that but again, of course, before you can talk St. Mary's, we got a huge game this week against Castleton, uh, or excuse me, Central Cast in Castleton. So a great opportunity for a football program against a good team. Let's kind of go there, Troy, because Fargo Shanley's had the number of Central Cast since they uh, both teams have you know were in Double A football. The Deacons are nine and one in the past ten games. The lone loss coming back in 2012, but this year Central Cast you have Jonah Leeds at quarterback, uh, Braden Knutson at running back for Central Cast. They went out to Jamestown and picked up a nice win. They've also had a win over a top five ranked Devils Lake team. So on film and what have you heard and what have you seen that's going to make going into Central Cast on Friday night a difficult challenge to come away uh, with your fourth win of the season, Troy. Yeah, we knew Central Cast coming in the year was going to be a very good football team. Any, I think they have like 20 plus seniors and anytime you have that experience and that leadership on a high school football team that's senior driven, you're going to have success. And I think you could talk to any coach and, and whoever's, who's ever had that many seniors on a team is, is going to you know have success and rely on those for that leadership. And you know, they've been in situations, they've been in tough situations. That's why it didn't surprise me that they went on the road and beat a good Jamestown team just because of the experience they have. But there's no doubt it's a great opportunity for us to be able to go to their new field and their, their stadium and, you know, a, a game that they or a stadium that they haven't lost yet. And, and their expectations are extremely high, just like ours. So it's going to be a, a good test for our football team to go on the road and, and face a good team. Um, we know they're going to throw the ball a lot. Their quarterback is an excellent player and he's thrown to some really athletic kids, and, uh, you know, we're going to be on our toes. And nice thing is we have some athletes, too, that hopefully can match them at, at their positions, and it, it truly should be a really good game Friday night and a great atmosphere out in Castleton. Troy, one of the things last year, I know Kanan Kuhneman got injured at Watford City about the second or third game, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, in last year, so then you had Kate Busa come in. And how has that relationship been like between those two guys at the quarterback spot this year? And how are you trying to find different situations to you to, let's say, Kate Busick if uh, Kuhneman, you know, is at the quarterback spot? Yeah, they're just two unique athletic players. And, and our goal is, 
as a coach is to always try to get your best athletes on the field. And I think it gives us an opportunity to be unique in what we can do, both with, uh, with both with Caden at quarterback and Busick at running back, and then also running some packages and some sets with Busick at uh, quarterback. So it, it allows us some versatility, you know, just because, I, like I said, they bring such different skill sets to the team and to the to the dynamics of what we're trying to do offensively. So there's no doubt it's a good problem to have and to be able to have the opportunity to have two solid quarterbacks, but not only that, but two solid athletes that are competitive and, and leaders on our team. They both were voted captains by their peers. But, you know, again, it just comes down to that leadership and kids and both players have had a lot of snaps over the last couple of years. So it's good just to have those extra coaches and those extra eyes on the field to help us out overcome things on a Friday night. One of the good games this coming Friday night in Castleton, unbeaten Shanley, unbeaten Central Cast, number two versus number three in the state, and we'll have the game for you on 104.7 Duke FM. Mick Farkas has the call. Troy, thanks so much for the time, and we'll talk to you down the line. All right, Chase. Thanks for having us on. That again, head football coach in his second year at the helm for the Fargo Shanley Deacons, Troy Mather, with us here on Prep Spotlight. Back on Prep Spotlight here on 740thefan.com. Uh, with us now is Missy Wilson, the head volleyball coach for the Fargo Davies Eagles volleyball team. And I got to say, Missy, when I look on the box scores and everything, 11-0 overall, 5-0 in EDC play. And normally looking at, I would say, the roster, I would say, geez, Fargo Davies probably has seven, eight seniors, maybe a couple juniors sprinkled in there. I only see one senior on this year's team. So did that surprise you that much, or did you have a lot of experience coming back from last year's team, Missy? Yeah, we had a, you know, quite a few kids coming back from you know, last year's team. We only had one senior last year as well, so Winnie Sleek was our lone senior last year. So you know, we knew coming back this year that we had one spot to kind of fill or avoid to fill, which we had a, a couple of kids that have really stepped up to, um, you know, into that role to kind of help us out. So we knew that we'd kind of have a pretty strong base coming back. It was just a matter of, you know, meshing together with the new system and the new kids that we had on the court. One of the things, too, you have about seven or eight juniors. So how much experience from that class do they have? Because your one senior is your libero in Avery Byer. So how much do they bring back with that experience from that junior class from last year, Missy? Yeah, we have quite a few juniors. Um, you know, Maddie Langley, Kenzie Langley, Keely Terry have been playing since they were ninth graders. So... Um, you know, this is their third year as a varsity player and they're only juniors. Um, you know, Avery's been playing since she's a sophomore, so this is their third year. So you have a core group of kids that this is their third year of playing at the varsity level, um, along with Grace Solberg. This is her second year starting. So we have a number of kids that are, you know, returning with a varsity experience that have kind of helped with that leadership role on the court. So far for the volleyball matches, nothing has gone to five sets, but your last two games against the Grand Forks River and Valley City have gone to a four set, and you picked up a nice home win last night against the Valley City Highlanders, three sets to one. What have you learned about your team as you've kind of eased your way from the East Rest crossover to start the year in late August to now about you know five games into the EDC here, Missy? You know, I would say one of the things is the girls have a, a little bit of fight in them, which is good to see. Uh, you know, you can tell that they want to win. They're not just out here just to kind of play the game of volleyball. They they enjoy the game, they enjoy having fun, but they also like winning. So you put those two things together and it uh, presents a pretty awesome group to be working with. Um, you know, and on the backcourt of things, I think our, our ball control is very good. So it kind of keeps us in those longer rallies, which is awesome to see. 
Um, one of the things that we probably need to continue to work on uh, where we're losing some points or giving up points a little too quickly would be the offensive end of things and making sure that our hitting percentage is, is sticking where it needs to be versus kind of making those unforced hitting errors. One thing I like you said is ball control because if you go to football, I can easily look if a team has the ball for 40 minutes on offense, right, compared to the other team. <laughs> I can do the same yeah. thing on basketball. I can go specifically to the turnover category. I see 25 turnovers. I know they didn't have really good ball control that game. For someone who's not as accustomed to volleyball or maybe hasn't seen a lot of volleyball matches before I know you want crisp uh, tight passes you know obviously you want a quick bump into a set and then you're looking for the spike on the outside or possibly the back line but for someone who's never seen a volleyball match or been to too many volleyball match what does ball control mean Missy for a volleyball team? You know, to, I would say to sum it up is that you're able to better the ball in each contact. So even though maybe that first pass isn't going to be, you know, the perfect pass, that the setter's going to be able to get to it and they're going to make it better. The hitter's going to get themselves in the position to make a good swing on the ball. So, it, you know, you're going to have some contacts that aren't the greatest, but the next person is typically going to be that person that kind of puts it into a better position for the next person to hit. And, you know, you just, you constantly keep the ball alive, that it's not, you're not having continuous dead balls on your side of the court and, uh, you're making some great plays, you're in the right position, um, and just kind of keeping it alive, I would say. Volleyball is an interesting dynamic because you have six girls on the court, you're rotating girls at times, some just play the front line, some maybe play the back line because they're better defensively. You're looking for a block, you're looking for someone who can set up the girls, and you're looking for a hammer at times who can you know get the points. So how do you try to uh, combat maybe a new system or girls who haven't played with each other before to get that team chemistry and understand what ball control is or putting up a block or the communication which at times – I would take for granted, I know, but how big is communicating in the game of volleyball when you're on the defensive side, Missy? Well, team chemistry and the communication, I mean, is huge. If you've been around the game of volleyball or seen a few, you can see the the momentum swing can totally um, be changed with a lack of communication um, and that team chemistry. We're very fortunate where our kids get along really well. They have from the get-go. They believe in each other. um, They care about each other. So our chemistry is actually pretty good right now. So I think that's probably has what helped put us in the position that we're in right now. Um, you know, we, we're talking about grit a little bit. So we want to have that team chemistry, but we're trying to kind of have that grit at the net where, you know, if we've given up two or three points that a couple of our kids are going to be like, get me the ball and I'm going to put that ball down no matter what. So we're kind of working on that for that next phase of our development. And you're going through a stretch where Valley City, a top four team in the EDC tomorrow night, you're going up against West Fargo, Cheyenne on the road, which is a, it's a short trip from Fargo to West Fargo. But at the end of the day, <laughs> you're not playing in your own home gym. And it's a two-point game in the Mustangs. They're undefeated just like you are. So how big is that matchup tomorrow night to go up against uh, West Fargo, Cheyenne, Missy? Yeah, Cheyenne's playing you know, some good volleyball right now. We saw them a little bit um, at this summer and then um, just kind of watching – uh, when they're playing out throughout the season. Um, so it'll, it'll be challenging. I mean, we need to step on the court and play a full match, uh, our style of volleyball, in order to walk away with a win. So it's, it's going to be a battle. And I think any time that you walk into that environment, they have a good fan base there. So it's going to be loud and um, it's going to be exciting. So, I mean, we look forward to it. We're coming back to practice today, working on a few things to prepare us for tomorrow, but I think the kids are excited and they know that it's just going to be a fun matchup. Missy Wilson, head volleyball coach for Fargo Davies with us here on Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. Quality of play in volleyball across the state, would you say this year, Missy? Because the last couple of years, Bismarck Century, right? 
three-time state champ in Class A, Class yeah. B. It's been Lamora, Lichel, Marion. So you've kind of had uh, one team that's kind of been everybody else. Maybe they're close or they're one or two steps away. What would you say this year is like early on with the East-West crossover and now kind of getting to your EDC portion? What's the level of play for volleyball this year in Class A across the state of North Dakota? You know, I think each year it just gets a little bit better. I mean, you, you look at the number of kids that are going on to play volleyball at the collegiate level and what levels they're going on to play at, and I think each year it's kind of growing, um, which to me shows that uh, our sport is continuing to grow. Um, you know, Minnesota's a tough state right next to us, mm-hmm. and we're trying to compete with them, but I think North Dakota's slowly, slowly getting better. Um, and I, it is across the state with Class A. There's a number of really quality teams right now. Um, when you look at the East-West crossover scores, you know, there'll be – Team A beat this team, and then they turn around and beat another team. So I think it's going to be a, quite a battle. Um, most of the teams are coming here for the Fargo invite, so that's another opportunity for everyone to kind of see the Class A teams and see kind of where you're at at that point in time, that first weekend in October. Yeah, you're talking about the Fargo invite there, October the 5th and October the 6th, that Friday-Saturday matchup. Last thing for you, Missy, uh, before we let you go, speaking about your team, just kind of where do you want to see this team continue to grow and and be for fans who haven't maybe been to volleyball matches? I know, it, it, to me, it, it feels like wrestling. You might have never been to a wrestling match, but once you're there, it gets in your blood because there's a lot of excitement, there's a lot of cheering, <laughs> you know, there's individual play, but also team play. I kind of feel like it's the same thing for volleyball, where someone could have maybe 5 eight aces on a night and carry a team but also it might be the other players who had 24 digs maybe 15 to 30 you know assists and set people up so where can your team get better and also what's the best way or what can people come to volleyball what can they expect across the state of North Dakota if they come out to a volleyball match man I think I could talk for about 20 minutes on that one but um (laughs) that was a lot uh, you know, I think with what we talk with the girls and what they want is they want excitement on the court. I'm, when they're excited on the court and even on the bench, too, I mean, we want the same amount of excitement on the bench, on the court, which then transfers into the stands. Um, you know, when it's exciting and the girls are excited, everyone ha- is having an amazing time. I mean, we've had a couple people that have come through to watch a volleyball game here and they haven't been to a volleyball match in five years or ten years. And every single time they are just amazed at the level of play of you know, what these young athletes can do on the court and how much it's changed over the last few years. So, yeah, it's great to have fans in here, and we want to be excited because it, it allows them to be excited as well. Um, as far as our end of things, you know, I think every night there's going to be a couple different girls that are stepping up to um, help us, you know, be successful. And it has been over the course of the season, which is, I think, probably one of the best things about our team is that we have so many kids that are contributing. And on each given night, it's just a couple different kids that are kind of stepping over and above to carry the team, which is it's kind of amazing because if the kid's having an off night, you know that there's going to be another kid that's going to carry the weight for them. Missy, we thank you so much for your time and best of luck as you navigate the EDC season. Thank you very much. Missy Wilson, head volleyball coach for Fargo Davies, with us here on Prep Spotlight. Again, Fargo Davies at West Fargo, Cheyenne, on Thursday night, 7 o'clock. Both teams at 5-0 and in EDC play. Tip of the cap to Troy Mathern, head football coach for the Fargo Shanley Deacons. Join us earlier on Prep Spotlight on the podcast and alongside to Missy Wilson. We're back at it for another edition on Wednesday, September the 19th. You can look out for it on 740thefan.com and our social media platforms on Facebook and Twitter as well. Until next week, enjoy the rest of your upcoming weekend. Enjoy the sports and we'll talk to you next Wednesday for another edition of Prep Spotlight on 740thefan.com. Show.